Welcome to episode five of Life After Baby. Inner work is really about focusing inwards and connecting into our heart and our intuition, um, trying to remove the noise, you know, the monkey mind, the ego, are being led by our mind and fear and really connecting into our heart and starting to live from a place of love. Hey mummers, you're listening to the Life After Baby podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Andy. And together we're yoga mummers. This podcast is your go-to for all things yoga, meditation and wellness, where we chat to influential and inspirational women who have dedicated their life's work to helping mummers and those-to-be live in flow. These are women we have connected with throughout our journey, and now we want you to be able to connect with them too, learning from their shared stories about how we as mothers can use the tools of yoga to create stillness amidst the chaos of mum life. Hey mummers, our guest today is Rebecca Granger from The Mama Hub. She is a soul coach, career strategist, and Reiki master who blends woo and strategy to support women transition from corporate to motherhood and beyond with confidence, clarity, and connection. She founded Mama Hub to provide holistic support for corporate women to thrive on the working motherhood journey. Her philosophy is to build you up on the inside so you can achieve what you want on the outside. A belief that to thrive, you must nourish your inner world to flourish in your outer world. As a mother herself with a career, she understands the evolution from career woman to mother to working mother. She's passionate about empowering women to navigate this journey through one-to-one sessions, online programs, and group workshops. Rebecca also happens to be one of our feature wellness teachers for the 21-Day Yoga Mamas Challenge, kicking off this Monday, the 2nd of October. During today's soulful conversation, we talk about how she defines self-care, what it means to do the inner work first, the power of sisterhood, how as mamas we can create easy to achieve self-care practices, why our energy is the key to how we feel, vision boarding and the power of manifestation and so much more. We can't wait to share this episode with you. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, Mamas. Hi, Rebecca. Um, As this is the first time that we've really uh, sort of officially introduced you to our tribe, we thought it might be nice to start the podcast with a bit of an introduction of you. So could you just take a moment to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, sure. So um, I'm Rebecca from The Mama Hub. Um, The Mama Hub supports women transition from corporate uh, to motherhood and back into the workforce. Um, So I'm a career coach, an empowerment coach and a Reiki master. Um, And our philosophy is that you need to nourish to flourish. So we need to nourish the women within to be able to flourish as a working mother. So we do that through um, two programs. One is Soul Mama and one is Career Mama. Um, And that's either through group programs, one-to-one coaching, retreats and workshops. Fantastic. Um, As you know, I mean, a lot of what you're doing really aligns with with what Kate and I are doing with Yoga Mamas. That's why we're pretty excited to talk to you about this sort of stuff today. Um, Could you start by telling us how you define self-care? Self-care for me is really about um, refilling your cup. As mums, we tend to give out so much um, love, energy and care to everyone else. Um, We often neglect our own self-care. So for me, it's actually about um, 
investing in you both physically, but also mentally and emotionally, um, so that we're able to just continue to love the way that we want. Yeah, okay. And you could you tell us a bit, or tell us, give us some examples of some of the self-care techniques that you yourself use? Um, so I'm very blessed, obviously, to be um, a Reiki healer. So at the times when I'm particularly exhausted or overwhelmed, I often do a self-healing. Um, but the most easiest way for me to um, give myself some self-care is actually through meditation. Um, mm. I just feel that it stops the noise um, and just creates that peace and stillness um, to connect back within. Um, and the other things is activity, any form of activity. So walking, yoga, Pilates would be my favourites. Um, yeah. And it just getting outside into the fresh air is so grounding um, and freeing. It's the most simple way of giving yourself self-care, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And look, this I guess this is sort of connected. You've almost half answered this, but um, you sort of spoke about the inner and the outer. Could you explain to us what you mean by doing the inner work first? So I think it's really important. Um, without doing the inner work, we can't flourish in our outer world and we're not, never going to be happy in our outer world if we're, you know, if we're unhappy on the inside. So for me, doing the inner work is really about focusing inwards um, connecting into our heart and our intuition, um, trying to remove the noise, you know, the monkey mind, the ego, the uh, being led by our mind and fear and really connecting into our heart and starting to live from a place of love. And I think the moment we start to do that, um, we fall into alignment and then life flows with ease and grace as opposed to, you know, living by our head, which is fear-driven and ultimately stops us achieving true happiness. Do you think that um, that often when we go from sort of that career position to uh, a mother position that that inner work becomes more important or yeah. it comes more forefront for us to look at? Yeah, I think it does because often uh, career women have been very much defined by their career. Um, and secondly, we've moved from a place of, you know, being in control, having freedom and financial security to motherhood where we really lose all of that, you know, overnight, literally overnight. Um, our confidence, everything changes, our identity changes, our priorities and purpose changes. So um, without doing that inner work and having that acceptance of the change, um, it can really be a bumpy ride. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can you talk to us about the um, the power of sisterhood? Explain to us what you mean by that. So I um, am totally into the sisterhood. Um, yeah. I believe we're stronger together. So and that there is so much power in healing, in the talking and sharing in non-judgmental ways. Um, I think the more women come together. Um, it's, it's just such a beautiful place and it's so, so healing. Um, I, and I do think there, there is a big difference now from me being in this business world to the corporate world. Um, in the corporate world, it, it did feel like it was a bit of a dog-eat-dog -dog space, mm. um, probably because of the way that, you know, females are represented in the workforce. But since I've been in business, it's, 
it's you know women just want to support women what women want to see other women rise um you know i think female entrepreneurs really are an economy of their own um and if we were to have a way of really um reinvesting into this our own economy we have the ability to change the face of the workforce um you know i love hiring women to do all the bits of my business that i can't do i love collaborating with women um i think we're at this uh, the sort of precipice of you know huge change and it's a really empowering place to be so rebecca do you think that when we come out of the workforce as women where we may have been working in quite masculine dominated um workplaces that we're really invited when we become a mother to lean into our femininity in your experience and the women that you work with have you found that that has been the case that we've been really invited into that into tapping into our divine feminine yeah definitely i think when i became a mum it was like i'd suddenly entered this whole new world and like and you know amongst women it changes you doesn't it motherhood um and it, it, yeah it really felt like i had entered a totally different space um and yeah we absolutely have to get in touch with our femininity more we're out of that the you know the more masculine space and you are forced to in some ways to really embrace embrace your femininity embrace the change but it's beautiful mm. So I'd love to get your thoughts now on how we as mums and women can create easy to achieve self-care practices, something that allows us to create some routine um, so that it then eventually becomes a habit and part of our lifestyle. Can you share your thoughts on that? For a lot of my mums, it's about finding that balance. Um, So they still want to be great mums and they still want to you know, have an investment in themselves outside of motherhood. Um, So a lot of my work is finding the harmony between those two spaces and therefore then being able to fit in really simple self-care practices around these two, you know, huge roles. Um, Like I said earlier, for me, it's really about getting a routine um, and getting friends involved. So I'm will always let myself down you know if it's relying reliant on myself to get up at eight o'clock on a Saturday and go to the gym invariably I'll let myself down but if I'm meeting a friend then I'll go so um it's knowing what's going to work for you and you know literally putting the slots in your diary in your calendar so that you know everyone in the household knows that these are the times that you're investing in yourself so whether that's a walk with friends a gym session a yoga session whatever um maybe it's getting your nails done or some form of other self-care practice maybe it's meditation that you're going to commit to you know three times a week even just for 10 minutes at the end of a night if you i find if you sort of calendar block these out um and rope other people in then you're for me anyway you're far more likely i'm far more likely to do it I agree. I really like the idea of calendar blocking. It's something that both Andy and I do ourselves. We really schedule in our self-care time. So I really, really like that. And the other tips about finding a friend or a partner to um, practice with if you need that little bit of extra motivation. 
want to move on now to energy work because I know as a Reiki master, this is your domain. How is our energy and the vibration that we carry the key really to how we feel? Oh, it's everything. Um, so my thing is your vibe affects your tribe. So everything, you know, energy is everything. Everything around us is energy. We're made up of energy. And energy doesn't die. It just transmutes. Um, you know, what we think, what we feel is all energy and it's all a vibration. So how we exist is a vibration out to the universe. And that attracts, and it's magnetic. So it attracts the same vibration back to us. Um, so we have the power to um, manage our energy and therefore influence those around us. I'm sure you've been around people that, you know, I call them energy suppers, but they're like, you know, you come away and you're just feeling so heavy and, you know, you've taken on their energy and they're just dark to be around, you know, it's just kind of gray and heavy. Um, that's somebody who's just sitting in a very low vibration. Um, whereas, and if you're, if you're in that space, then obviously you're, that's the vibration that's pushing outwards. And that's the vibration that you're imp you know, impacting on those around you, um, which obviously does have a direct effect on the way they feel and the way they behave, which is obviously where it comes into the, you know, being a mother and, um, you know, having children. Whereas if we learn to manage our energy and, ha and learn ways of increasing our vibration, um, we're able to positively, positively influence those around us. So yoga and meditation are obviously our two main go-to practices for raising your vibration. But what are some other tools that you could recommend? Obviously healing, but the most simple, get outside, uh, ground your feet in sand or grass. Just being in fresh air is um, high vibrational. And having an Epsom salt bath, so a self-care practice at home, um, that's very grounding. So obviously, you know, anything that brings our energy down from our head into the ground helps to create that space in our head to think clearly, make decisions more clearly, and just helps to remove that um, ego, the monkey mind that, you know, perpetuates us all. Um, the way we think and the way we feel. So I do a lot of vision work um, and visualization. So you sort of vision boarding and visualization affirmations. So actually our heart is a far more, um, has a far higher energetic um, vibration than our thoughts. So um, it's great to have affirmations and definitely put those up around you and remind yourself, you know, where it is you're going and it's always in the present tense, you know, like I am, I have, that type of thing. But fundamentally if inside we're you know feeling low or we don't believe anything that we're saying um that is going to override absolutely everything so our subconscious mind is far more powerful than our conscious mind so really being able to do again that inner work and, and having that quiet time and coming within to connect into our heart and our intuition and really find out what it is that's happening for us, what's working, what's not working, and having the confidence to make changes um, will really help to shift the way we're, we're feeling emotionally. And that emotional vibration is 60 times more powerful energetically than our brain waves. So it can feel like a lot of work, but the most simple place to start is really to ground yourself and to have that meditation time where you can have you have stillness, 
and you just go inwards. Yes, we agree. And you mentioned vision boarding and we know that you run beautiful visualization and vision boarding workshops. Can you talk a little bit about the power of visualization, vision boarding to manifest what we want out of our lives? Yeah. So, um, absolutely. We, I do do vision boarding, um, but it is vision boarding with a difference. Um, so the concept of vision boarding is exactly that. We put our visions and our dreams, what we want to create and manifest and bring into our life on paper um, or on you know, your computer screen or wherever. And um, that repeated um, acknowledgement of it helps to bring it to reality. And yes, it does work as long as there are no subconscious blocks that are preventing that. And obviously if there's something subconscious, it's an emotional block and that will override whatever that vision is that you've got so the way that we I work to sort of unravel all that is um, we actually start off with a Reiki healing to remove any energetic blocks that are in your system at that time so we work through each of your chakras and then we sink into a really um, deep visualization and when we do the visualization we what we see obviously in our mind's eye, what it is that we want to create. But the trick is switching on the feeling. So when we're in the visualization, we feel what it is that of how we would feel in that life. So we, we imagine that we're in that life. We see the people that are in that life and where we are and, you know, everything that it's, that we will, you know, you visualize, but you then sink into the feeling. What is the motion around that? How does it feel to wear those clothes or walk that path or sit on that couch or whatever it is? Um, and then when we do the vision boarding, we, we actually are putting those feelings on the vision board. So um, it's not always the picture of what you want your life to be. It's the feeling of, of what, what you want to create that also goes on that vision board feeling it like at a cellular level you know no good putting something on your vision board um if in the reality it would make you feel a way that you know you don't want to feel so actually what's really powerful is putting the images but also the feelings on your vision board of the way whether it's freedom or space peace or whatever you know those images or words go on that resonate with you so for example might be gold and the, and that resonates you know for somebody wealth and freedom as opposed to you know having the word wealth on there for example it's what what resonates with you from a an emotional at an emotional level i literally have had um people come through the workshop and within days things have started moving and it's just because they have shifted the way that they are looking at things and feeling about things and they fall and just you know that energy shift allows things to flow amazing we love all things vision boarding and manifestation and i'm sure we could talk about this for hours upon hours but it's time to wrap up so we want to finish with our final question which we ask all of our guests if you had to describe life after baby in a single word what would it be and why oh so this is a really good one um 
not that long ago, I saw on my Instagram feed a word called metanoia, which means the journey of changing one's mind, heart, self, or way of life. And I thought that just perfectly describes motherhood because it is a constant journey. We are constantly changing. It's constant evolution of our mind, our body, our self, and our heart, and ultimately our life. So metanoia would be my word. Oh, we love that. We're definitely going to go and have a look that up, actually. It sounds amazing. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for joining us on the podcast today. We truly appreciate it. Thank you for sharing your insight and wisdom. And just a reminder, mamas, that you can catch Rebecca on our 21-day Yoga Mamas Challenge kicking off this Monday, the 2nd of October. Thank you, Rebecca. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it, mummers. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Life After Baby. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we loved creating it. We release one podcast per month that you can access via iTunes, SoundCloud, and the Yoga Mummers website. Simply head to yogamummers.com.au forward slash podcast to access this and future episodes, as well as each guest's answers to how they incorporate yoga into mum life. I'm Kate, joined by Andy, and this has been Life After Baby.